So here we are. The space to go all in on insights is now clean and free and empty of residue and overload is now lighter and it is now available to you because I finally set out to set up well the importance of what actually matters in 2023 I found a lot of clarity that I can now deliver to you in teaching in 2024 because God knows I didn't do it alone. I didn't do it without teaching myself. I had to get teaching. I had to learn from others in order to even teach myself. So it's kind of a play on words here because I really did get taught this from other sort of teachers here in this kind of work that we do and when I say we I mean if you're listening and you're really doing the work for yourself then you're you know obviously one of us it has nothing to do with if you do anything for me or any of that it's more that if you're taking something from this and you're learning something and you're working every day towards your own life and towards yourself. And maybe you kind of evolve and and the, the door revolves, right? And you're going into other podcasts and other TikToks and maybe other YouTubes and, and kind of diving into other people as well and learning. And maybe this isn't your only jam. And maybe it's not really, maybe you've moved on to other people. And for different reasons, depending on your interest and what you relate to, but you're doing the work every day. So you're somebody who is a life worker. It's not necessarily about how much money you have or any of that. You're a life worker. You're working your life. And that's what matters. And I really want to bring this clarity that I've been able to actually source from 2023 and bring it to you because I would not want you to go it alone when it comes to changes in life and when it comes to the overall picture of how your life looks every day and how your energy looks every day and so I found it really difficult in the last few episodes to bring in insights because I wanted to get out the new year's um, boogies, you know, the New Year's resolution sort of uh, mindset to you to kind of like, because I knew that this was the right time for all of us to maybe set up something new for the new year. And setting up a new space has helped me figure out this clarity, honestly, that I've had. It's helped me to take away the distortion over the past six months that I've had um, because I've set up my own space and been able to have a place to 
not just like understand myself and journal. I do that definitely too now in Notion, but also to understand what I need to be focused on every day that's going to keep survival intact, that's going to just the daily grind of continuing to move with life and continuing to focus on the things that need my attention and interact with the things that need my attention. And because I have that space now, I can explore insights with you. I can teach you better. So I've been really treating myself to some good coffee. And now I'm drinking and treating myself to a ginger tea to hone in for you. So I hope you found your favorite beverage that is healthy. And this is a tea time. We've definitely needed a tea time. We definitely have our coffee times, but we've needed a tea time to get us going in newer insights. And usually every few months or so, I have a major heart to heart tea time with you. And um, to get back into insights to open up new insights. So we're kind of doing a little bit of both today. We're revisiting what I've been able to learn to teach you with clarity. And we're getting into newer growth and newer insights from here. So without further ado, I really want to get into this. And I'm taking my time in doing this because to be honest with you, I'm a little out of practice. I'm a little bit distant from cognition in these insights, these major kind of awakenings and these major understandings within the clarity that has been opened up and is no longer distorted. So the major goal that I didn't realize, I think with goals, when it comes to like a goal for the year, a goal for accomplishing something, I don't think it's necessarily like feeling like it's within a time frame, right? When you have a goal to learn a new language, to fix your relationships, to learn something better or to practice something more. When you have a goal to gain something in your life that you've really needed but you put on the back burner for years, like your own home or a kind of um, a sort of life where you're able to look after yourself better, um, maybe you need to take care of your health more. Maybe a combination of all of the above, right? But these are things that we have in our life that we, they feel like they happen to us, but what actually happens is we react to circumstance. And this is what's become so clear is the reaction to circumstance that you can see in front of you. And the connection that you can draw from that. How are you reacting to your days? How are you reacting to your results? Your results. Because within this sort of 
daily life you live, things are not just happening to you. Yes, things happen, but you're reacting to those things. Whether you choose to do something about it or not, you are reacting. You're reacting by being proactive. You're reacting by not doing anything about it. Or you're reacting by kicking and screaming. You know, that's those are just three examples of how you can react to something. But the most, I think, as this sort of has happened over this last year, a lot of things had had to be fought for, like... It wasn't an overnight thing. It had to be fought for things that had been put on the back burner for years, things that I had not been very responsible about or taken care of in the past years. And I obviously didn't fight these things alone. But the number one thing that had become extremely clear is relationships. So for you... It's going to start with yourself and it's going to start with you and how you see yourself and your own worth. And there's ways of reacting to things like if you kick and scream over something not working out or you're kicking and screaming or retaliating against a result of something. And maybe this is a failed relationship. Maybe this is what somebody else needed to do that you didn't like. Maybe something got taken away or you lost a lot of uh, people in your life. If you're kicking and screaming, it is sort of out of fear more importantly, and it's also out of, it's not so much that you're acting in self-worth, you're more acting in a loss state. And this is what's not going to help you, especially if it's people within your household that are taking things away from you now, that are no longer jumping to your every whim, that are maybe trying to show you that it's not as big a problem to them. This is something that you might need to see as a problem, but it's not something they have to see as a problem. If they're taking care of themselves and their own needs, they don't have to see what you're going through as a problem. And that was the first step and indicator that I've seen a couple of years ago that made me wake up and realize, like, I actually need to care more about my problems and less about people that I can't do anything about. Like, I can care about those people, but I can't care about their problems as much as my own problems anymore. And over the last six months, what I've had to recognize is the loss of energy that was starting to happen in people who don't care about their life, who kick and scream when things don't go their way, who choose not to be proactive in their life and the way that you understand, like, does somebody care about me? 
as much as I care about them, you have to look at how are they in their own life? Do they care about their own life, first of all? Because that's actually more important than if they care about you or your family. And I was very selfish over the last couple of years in kicking and screaming. Like, I've done all of these things that I point out to you. I've not taken responsibility. I've not been proactive. I've done the kicking and screaming thing. And what I've also done is expect people to care about my family, people that have had people that probably, you know, could be expected to care, people that have the potential or the sort of a long term time frame and know how and history. And recently I had conversations with some of those people that are extremely like kind and had never actually had beef and had never actually had problems and had never actually had anything against us and were actually praising and proud and happy to see us doing well. This is about a week or two ago. And they were extremely kind in their compliments and in their just, oh, what a difference I see you're living in now. And just like it, it was almost like they were happy they couldn't recognize it because they had seen us live in where we were living much worse. We were not taking care of things before and they see that we're taking care of things now. And so what I started to realize is they had never had problems with us. They had never been against us. And they even at one point offered a change of scenery in the past. They've offered to, uh, when we were very much younger, like three, four years ago, they had came up with suggestions because they were enjoying our company and they had wanted to see us do better. So they had come up with suggestions of what we could do and ideas for how we could get there. We didn't have these sort of a like method at that time to sort of meet their understanding as to what they, you know, really wanted for us at the time. And so we kind of just moved on and we would see them and talk to them and they would come over and all that kind of stuff. But we just kind of didn't know like what direction to go because to be honest, when they would suggest things, I was deeply, it meant a lot to me from like, they're, they're really treating us like family. They're really being family to us. Like it's not just that they've been friends for so long. They're really treating us like family in making these suggestions to us and offering this sort of thing to us as an option, but we didn't have the method at all. We didn't have a way um, of sort of following up with their advice at that time. And again, we were not very responsible and we didn't have the direction we were going. We actually did get results from making money and working, but nothing was very permanently sustainable. And despite what a lot of people might think about me and my family and the way that our story is, I've talked on this podcast about um, getting out of homelessness. A lot of people have judgment around why we were homeless in the first place. And I've been having conversations with others about this. Um, 
I'm the first one to teach you about how to get out of bad situations because that's exactly what we had to do uh, because we didn't care about our problems enough in the in the beginning. Like we had a lot of temporary solutions and temporary fixes, but we didn't care. And And one of them was making money and working, by the way. It was never... There were times we didn't know what to do to get a permanent solution or sustain something that was out for us. But we always have made the effort and attempt to make money and work um, and all of that. But nothing was permanent. It was like a lot of jobs that um, we were good at and everything, but they were just very like temporary and not sustainable. So sometimes no matter what, you know, you do... If you don't see those problems big enough because of those temporary solutions and fixes, um, some people like to use the word band-aids. I don't know. It could be. Um, stickers. But people have these huge, like, how could you, of all people, have ever had problems and been homeless because I mean you really let your life get that bad or you really didn't do anything with your life or you really just let everything go to shit right or things you know and and people could be saying this to you how could you have really had a drinking problem I'll tell you a secret with the drinking the drinking is not always the main problem and it really wasn't And I'm I'm giving you clarity because, you know, a lot of you have been longtime listeners. And I'll get to the root of everything, too. This is a probably a longer episode. But the drinking actually was not a huge deal. Like, it wasn't the drinking that I could use as an excuse, to be honest with you. And a lot of people will do that. Well, I was drunk. I was this. I was that. I was drinking. Uh, when I said that, I was drinking when I did that. I was... I was drinking so I couldn't function. No, not, I mean, yeah, we had binge drinking when he had drinking as a problem. But that really wasn't the huge problem. And in fact, we probably could find tricks and ways to get away with drinking and be okay and not have the stereotypical alcoholic problem. So that really wasn't the reason or the core problem. It was that we didn't see our problems as big enough. We were telling ourselves and allowing ourselves to be taught by others who were not proactive that the story is just something you're telling yourself and it's not a big deal and you're how dare you try to make it a big deal. And it wasn't just like one person. It was like over years that society kind of um, everybody tells ourselves like we all tell ourselves not to make something a big deal and not to and we kind of fell asleep with the rest of society. So I tell you this to get into the part about relationships because I was really grateful to get back in touch again with a person and the family who were proud to see us doing well because it was like, you know, a few people that we had got to talk to over the holidays. Um, one came to mind that had really become family and you know but there's been others that have been family and have really cared and everything else 
But I say that to say that with problems, people might really intend to want good for you and all of that kind of stuff. And when I talk about expectations, there are people that have the, the sort of potential to meet these expectations of doing the work with you and let's work together and figure out all of our lives because like we're all just losers sitting here talking conspiracy theories, um, drinking. We're just losers kind of like playing around. So we might as well all figure out our lives together. We have nothing else better to do. And that was a mindset I sort of had within my relationships is that if we're all literally sitting around um, conspiracizing everything and picking our noses and having drinks and not seeing all of this as a problem, you know, then there could be an expectation that if we're wasting all this time and energy that we really don't have, that we can't afford doing this dumb shit then there's no reason we shouldn't sit down and learn some life skills and like care enough about our lives. But the problem is that it's not so much that the people in your relationships, whether it be friends, family, ex-partners, whatever it is, or even business partners for that matter, whatever it is, it's not, it could even be employees or people that you fired or whatever. It's not so much that they didn't meet your expectations and they're just terrible people it's that they don't see their the way they live in their life and their um habits and patterns and how they live they don't see it as a problem and when you start to solve your own problems and you you start to put your resources towards yourself and you stop worrying about what everybody else is doing and you start to fix your life and you start to solve your own problems you start to wonder, like, well, why aren't they reacting positively about this? Why am I not seeing them better? Why am I not seeing the people in my life as people that... I love, why am I hating on them all the time, right? Why am I hating, like, I'm almost dreading it. It's like, if we don't change up what we're doing or the way that we're communicating, like, I'm sort of, like, out at this point. Why am I acting like this? Why am I feeling so hateful towards others? Well, it's because when you start to fix your own life, you almost feel the hate coming, like, and if you are somebody who has a lot of um, empathy for people and you're empathic in that way, I'm not saying it as a disease or a spiritual uh, weakness at all. What I'm seeing, it's very intelligent, actually, for you to understand people and where they're coming from and why they might have the life they do. Maybe they have a secret history of things that they've done that they beat themselves up for every day, like, you know, a bad decision that they've made one time or a series of things that led them to this life-altering decision where they no longer, they've given all their power away because of one bad decision and they no longer, you know, it's embarrassing, it's hospitalizing, it's whatever, and they no longer feel 
And maybe you're one of those people sitting here right now where you no longer feel in power of your life. You no longer feel you deserve anything because you made a bad decision and might you might have fucking scared people. And because of that, you don't feel like your life or your problems should be seen as big. And and so if you're somebody who is watching this and you fixed your problems and you're fixing your life right now, you might be seeing these people because they're crippled and you're like, I hate watching this. The reason why you hate watching people be crippled and why you're you're feeling almost mean towards them is number one, you're fixing your life so much and your own and 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 you're seeing the person who you used to be because they stay behind. Number two, you are using your resources from the way you're fixing your own life to literally feed other people. You're literally allowing people in your mind, in your house, to sit there while you literally feed them your resources and they're not learning how to feed themselves. And it's it's your fault. It's not their fault. They're just taking, hey, I'm your friend, right? This is an expectation. I didn't have to meet your expectations, but you can meet mine. And this can happen to multiple people. Or I'm your family, right? Like, I don't have to meet your expectations at all. Whereas actually, the right people... Even if they're not people that you live like or they're not fixing their life the way that you see that they should or whatever. They're staying, they're sticking around enough to even have a relationship. Even if it's a little bit more that you have your own lives and things and you've had to move on with life and have your own lives. They respect you and they now treat you better. And they actually care more and respect you because you've told them no to certain things that you can't do. I'm not, I don't share streaming anymore. I stopped sharing streaming. Um, But I can show you where to get it cheaper. And I can show you how to like do things to get streaming that is actually free. But I no longer share streaming. I no longer do streaming. I know whatever. I just, you know. You don't live in my house, so like, no, we're not doing that anymore, but we love you, so we'll show you how to, you know, if you want to pay us the money or you want to send us money and participate and pitch in in the bill, then we can all get together and figure it out. That's wonderful. You know, we're family, we're friends, whatever, but I no longer just give away my ass and my resources and my food out of my own mouth for free. And... You know, when you find that, the wrong people, what I've noticed is in getting away from toxic relationships and behaviors, it's not that the people are toxic, it's that they've gotten used to you and all the things you give them. And it's not just streaming, it goes into other kinds of things as well. It goes into, you're buying them lunch every time you see them, you are the only one paying for transportation every time you go And visit someone in another city or another town. You are expected to do all of the 
when it comes to creativity, you're expected to perform all the services in the relationship with no sort of support. And you could say, well, they're not financially supporting all that I'm doing for them. It's because you've like given them access and they now expect it. And you've created a framework that says if we're in relationships, you're doing this because you love me. That's your fault. And the people who have moved on from their life will be very happy. And will say, okay, fine. You know, maybe that, maybe that won't work. I don't really have the money either, to be honest with you. So that's okay. Um, let's do something else. And you'll be surprised to find the people who choose to do that. There, There's people that I'm very surprised who are now very respectful towards us because we've set these boundaries that, like, we actually care about our parenting more. We actually care about being good parents and better parents and that, holy shit, like, we have a family now to raise and it's, like, really hit us and woke us up. The couple of relationship I've noticed, and I don't know if you'll notice this, when the toxic relationship ends and you're no longer sort of giving people the access, but you've explained to them that this isn't the case, what I notice is every single time the relationship ends, it always ends with the person who needs something from you and they are texting you or leaving you voicemails. I've had this happen a couple times in 2023. They are texting you, they are leaving voicemails, and they are, oh, but if you can't, it's no big deal, or, oh, I'm not doing this to get access to it, I just hope you're getting it okay. But secretly, they are kind of like, well, what did I do? Can Why can't, suddenly, why can't I get this anymore? Suddenly, why can't I have this anymore? Or suddenly, why can't... We sit around. Why do I have to work out every time you come over? Because you're exercising. Why do I have to exercise, for instance? Because that's what maybe you're choosing to do. And so if you start to find, like, you're wondering, is this person really invested in me? It's not at all about you. It's not about if they care about you or not. It has nothing to do with it. Because if they don't care about themselves, they're not going to care about you. They're not going to care about your family at the end of the day. They're going to care about what they can get. They're going to say yes to anything you're willing to give them. And then when you can't give anymore and you want to see where else it's going and what direction everybody's going to go, they're going to be very needy. And you're going to be so repulsed and retracted and repulsed from them that you're no longer going to want to respond or call back when somebody, somebody will call you like quite a few times when you can't meet their needs anymore. Somebody will text you quite a few times. You'll find voicemails you didn't know you had from like weeks ago. You'll find, you know, all these things because... You've set the expect. You've taught people that a relationship means that you give everything and they benefit. That's not what a relationship is. And it doesn't mean that people can't change or be happy or move on. 
It means that most people are not as individual as they like to think they are, and most people are not as detached as they want to make you think they are. And most people react more than they would like you to think they do. They will react. They will be triggered. And you might have huge arguments when you have to start setting boundaries. Or if you start seeing your life as, wait a minute, these problems are bigger than I thought. I need to make changes. I need to go and find other things to do and they don't want to do these other things with me. Or I need to go and... I need to move on and change my whole living arrangements. You might get into really hurtful arguments. You might have to get a break for a while. But if people are really moving on with their own life and they want you to do good, then they won't even need anything in that way. They'll just be happy you're not gone. They'll just be grateful that you're still in their life at all. And maybe that means that they've required it's required that they talk to other people in your life. And sometimes we don't all like that. Sometimes we're like, why are they talking to so-and-so? Because they're both, they both have a common denominator, and that happens to be you. And because you are their common denominator, they're gonna talk about your well-being and your livelihood um, out of concern. And it's something you're either going to move on from or and kind of like just be secure enough with yourself that you're okay with it. Or you're going to be um, a little bit weirded out for a while and then have to kind of come to that conclusion and level out that you are secure with your life even if they are talking about you. And that maybe what else could they really do but really just want your well-being anyway like what else is there at the end of the day people get scared people get reactive at the end of the day it's not the person that's toxic it's the behavior and it's the pattern and the people dwell in that pattern and you used to dwell in that pattern maybe you still find yourself dwelling in some of these things but in 2023 I found clarity. In 2024, I found some unread messages and things that have allowed me to clearly read into all of this and give you these insights. And so you really have to see how somebody else is living their life in order for you to decide. And you really have to understand Access to you and your resources should take work for other people if it's like reciprocal relationships. If they're paying customers and they're paying, that's the work that they're choosing to do is money. If they are, you know, they're showing support by giving you that money, you should appreciate it. If they are showing you by pitching in and sharing something with you, that's support and everything like that. It, and, and maybe like some of this stuff comes in waves. There could be people in your life that you're very confused about because at first it goes like 
God, this person used to really care. This person used to really be supportive. These people used to really be out for us. They promised us we could stay with them anytime, all this bullshit. Why would they say something that wasn't true? You could stay with us anytime. Why would they say something that wasn't true? Because at that time, they were doing better in their own life. That's why. It has nothing to do with you. You'd be amazed at how little... People have to do with you and it has to do with them and taking themselves personally, taking, they're actually taking you personally because of their own life and they might be taking it out on you and they might not meet your expectations, but it's because of their own life. And so you could hope for the best all day, but I think this is the clearest explanation that I've ever had on this podcast. I've done episodes and examples, but this has to be the clearest explanation I've ever had when it comes to this deep work that it takes to fix and actually get in touch with your life and see your problems for what they actually are, not trying to downsize yourself, your life, not trying to downsize the level of access you have to keep people around that don't care about themselves, who who don't invest in the same way to themselves and you could be kind to them in that way but sometimes you have to not enable them anymore and that means taking away access that means restricting them it's like telling a kid hey you're on restriction I'm taking this away from you that's what that's actually what I felt like when I've gotten away from some of these relationships like I'm dealing with other kids and I'm a parent I already have a child And that is, I got to raise that child. And that's more important. I can't raise other people's children. And you can't either. And so if that means that maybe you are somebody who has been where you're not looking at your own life in a big way, you're looking at it very like small and how do I feel right now? And Am I bored enough to listen to this right now, but I'll move on to something else in a minute? That's fine. You know, maybe I'll go and and drink a case of beer in a minute. That's fine. But these problems are just going to come back tomorrow. And they're going to feel worse because you're going to be hungover. Now, if you have a couple beers and, and you don't have a reason to have a drinking problem, then cool. You don't have a sort of a reason why you shouldn't have a couple beers. Cool. I'm not saying a couple glasses of wine, a couple beers a pill to manage your headache. That's not my ideal way of treating a headache, but if it's something you can do and you don't have problems with it, cool. But level up and see your problems yourself instead of expecting other people to watch and offer to help. That's not, that's up to you to help yourself. So I'm hoping that this is a lot more clear than some of my other ranty insights And I hope that this uh, helps you to think more clearly. Take care of yourself, take care of your life, take care of each other. And keep looking at your life. Let's stay connected.